Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Uh, what's up, wrestling fans? We are back. Yeah. It's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, coming at you with episode number 94. And this one is one that will always go down as one of my favorite episodes of all time. My name is Brandon Olinger. Join with me, as always, is the always so lovable, ever so huggable, Ben the Law Watson. What up, what up, what up? You know what's up, Ben? I'll tell you what's up. What's up? We've been doing this wrestling podcast for essentially two full seasons, or two full years, three college wrestling seasons, and one of the things that we've always wanted to do is have a Penn State wrestling athlete on as a guest, and we just had one of our favorite ones to watch over the last three years, Vincenzo Joseph, and it was amazing. It was, it was amazing. And you know what? You know what the worst thing about it is? That you like them. The fact that you and I are Ohio guys. I know. Raised in Ohio. We play up the old Ohio State versus Penn State shtick. And I'm going to have to root for Vincenzo Joseph now. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. No. But it feels good. Look, no, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, I agree with you, man. Um, look, you know, we all know that, you know, well, Ohio State Wrestling, we like them, and, you know, we'll root for them. But we, we root for plenty of other college teams. But, you know, we give Penn State our fair share of um, um, ball-busting, if you will, on, on the podcast. But at the same time, we respect everything they do. And it was really cool to get a behind-the-scenes look, a little bit of, you know, Penn State's program and one of their best wrestlers in uh, Vincenzo Joseph. You guys are going to listen to this interview and and come away with with so much. And some of the things that I actually came away with was, one, Vincenzo Joseph in general has such a great personality. I think we probably kind of expected that. Um, But also at the same time, these guys have been not only well-coached on the mat, they're well-coached off the mat as well. Um, I loved his candidness with some answers, and I loved the way that he was able to navigate some of the other questions as well. I'm a fan now. I mean, I am definitely a, a Vincenzo Joseph fan. What a guy. And and when you look back over the last three years of his career, he's had such an amazing career, so much to actually watch and root for and enjoy. I'm really looking forward to his fourth and final year. It'll be a good one, especially because it will be competitive. It, there, there are people in his weight class, too, namely, amongst others that are very good, that have already actually given him a loss. So it's going to be a competitive fourth year for him, and I don't think he would want it any other way. And I think it's going to be really fun to watch. And it was evident in some of his answers as well that sometimes it's so easy to get caught up as media and as fans that we forget that these to, to some of these guys, it's just wrestling to them. Yeah, they go out there, they compete on the mat, but when the match is done, they're not. He's not dwelling over some of this stuff. I mean, they're not like losing sleep over some of this stuff. They're just going back, getting ready, training, and getting ready for the next match in front of them. And I, I thought it was pretty refreshing. 
I'll agree with you with with the one point you made. I am now not that I wasn't before, but a Vincenzo Joseph fan, and um, I can't wait to watch him wrestle next year. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Um, enough of us. We're gonna bring you Vincenzo Joseph. Before we do, let's take care of that normal business. As I said, it's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. This was episode number ninety four. You can catch us on Twitter at the Inside Trip One. Find us on Facebook. It's the Inside Trip. We got an Instagram out there, also the Inside Trip. And if you want to send us an email, please do so. It's the Inside Trip One at gmail dot com. Um, we really appreciate the emails that we've been receiving lately. The feedback, um, both positive and constructive, has has been phenomenal and, and very good for us. So please feel free to send an email to us. We gladly accept them. As for the podcast itself, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, all that good stuff. So go out there, find the podcast, subscribe to it, download, give it a listen. And if you like what you're hearing, um, or even if you don't like what you're hearing, um, give it a rate and review. And as we've said on on earlier podcasts, or, or other podcasts in general, you may not like us, but if you like the guests we, we bring on, and if you like what the guests have had to say, feel free to leave a positive re- review for them as well. All right, enough of us. Here we bring you none other than Penn State Wrestling, two-time national champ, three-time finalist, Vincenzo Joseph. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bro. All right, joining us for episode number 94 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast is none other than the man who's made the Inside Trip so popular the last three years, Penn State two-time national champion, Vincenzo Joseph. Vincenzo, man, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, you know, um, just doing some school stuff, you know, just kind of hanging out, you know, season's over, so a little more relaxed. Right. It's always hard to forget that you guys grind throughout the season, but you got to go back to being, you know, there's that whole student-athlete part that you got to you gotta do when when the season's done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's um, not the most ideal thing, but, you know, you got to get it done. Right. Well, man, first of all, I just want to say thanks for taking, you know, the time out of what I'm sure is a really busy schedule to talk with us. Um, Ben and I, we've loved watching you compete the last three years. This is pretty exciting for us. Um, I do want to ask you, you know, how's everything going with you now that you've had some time to physically and mentally recover from the college season grind? Um, I'd say everything's going good, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, the season didn't really end the way I wanted it to personally. Um, the team won, which that's always the end goal, you know, uh, team championship is the most important thing. And, you know, I'm grateful that, you know, we were able to win another, uh, title this year, but, you know, just thinking over things for myself personally and just what I need to change for next year. And I'm already excited. Yeah, man, I can, I can understand. Obviously things didn't end, um, the way you particularly wanted them to, but Hey, another team, team title for Penn state. Speaking of that kind of, what's it like to wrestle for Penn State and Coach Sanderson? It's uh, it's amazing. It's really just the best atmosphere for wrestling. I have you know the best workout partners, best coaching that you know probably in the entire world. So really, there's just there there's really like nothing bad or even like negative I could say about it. I mean, obviously, the results speak for themselves. You guys have, you know, I mean, you are the new dynasty and and not only college wrestling, but sports in general. Uh, The success that you've had has been amazing. You guys have been dominating opponents uh, left and right the last, you know, what I think this was what last last nine years, eight, eight, nine years, eight or nine years. Um, Yeah. So uh, I'm curious to know, though, you know, 
you're a Pennsylvania guy. I think you were a two-time state champ out of, out of Pittsburgh. Um, during your recruiting process, mm-hmm. um, did you always know that you wanted to go to Penn State? Was it was it a foregone conclusion, or were there other teams in the mix? You know, there were uh, there were definitely other teams. You know, in other schools, I consider. Um, obviously, you know, Penn State's hard to turn down, especially you know with like you come up to school here and it's just like it just feels like home and just like the amazing you know training atmosphere that I talked about. And plus, you know, I knew a lot of the guys on the team already. So it's just like it was just a great fit, but yeah, I mean, I took all my visits. I talked to other schools, you know, just kind of made sure that this was the place I wanted to be. And you know, I'm super happy that I ended up coming here. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone can anybody can argue with you that you made the right choice. Um, if there was a, a number two school in the running, who who would that have been? Oh man, <laughs> that's a tough choice. I mean, I looked at um, you know, I looked at Iowa. I looked at Ohio State, looked at Cornell, um, looked at Virginia Tech whenever uh, Coach Dresser was still there. So, I mean, they're all, you know, great schools, awesome programs, but in the end it was pretty much always Penn State. So you said you looked at Ohio State a little bit. I know you got a year left eligibility. You thinking about maybe uh, getting in the portal and transferring? Or <laughs> Oh, I mean, you know, it's uh... – Nothing's ever out of question. <laughs> but, uh, I think you'd slide in no, real nicely I, I at 165. Here. All right, all right, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, a few, a few years ago, some of the guys on the team there were trying to, you know, hint at that to me, and I was like, eh, I don't know about that, guys. I think, uh, I think we'll beat you a few times the next few years, and oh. – uh, We'll have a great time doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, look, from our yeah. our vantage point, uh, yes, that's happened. And, yes, you guys have looked like you've had a great time doing it. <laughs> um, so, so speaking of the teams, you know, and Penn State in general, you've really, you know, you and your teammates in general, you guys have all been fortunate enough to, to have been a part of some amazing um, and, and really loaded teams. I mean, we're talking multiple individual national champions, finalists, all Americans, and obviously this has led to some of the most dominating team performances of all time. Can, can you just comment a little bit on what having those types of teammates, some of which are going to go down as some of the all-time greats in college wrestling, has done to help elevate your wrestling and how it's contributed to your success? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm always you know rooting for my teammates and everything, and just watching them you know do great things and. You know, like I, I have to wrestle after Jason Nolf every single match, like, <laughs> and like I have to, I have to follow what that guy does every time, and I'm just like, man, like there's no way I'm gonna top that, like every single time I'm wrestling. So like it's like, uh, you know, we we get a little competitive with each other, you know, like, okay, like you know, I'm gonna try to you know put my guy in this move or whatever, and then Jason will just make up something on the fly and. You know, do a backflip while you know, <laughs> while doing a headlock or something. But it's Eat you know, it's sandwich. awesome. You know, I love. I'm, yeah, he's he's uh he's writing a book while he's uh you know eating food and he's pinning this guy in a headlock at the same time. But you know, it's just it's awesome watching you know one of my teammates wrestle and they're you know they're my best friends and we just pretty much go through everything together. So I mean, I really can't explain enough how grateful I am. And it, it, it is crazy. It's it's funny that you say that because Jason Nolf is is the guy that just pretty much invents moves on the fly, and it's been so fun to just watch. You know the wrestlers on your team. It's hard for me to say this, you know, but it's been so fun to watch some of the Penn State fans or Penn State wrestlers over the past couple of years. 
in the room, do you do you go with an awful lot? I mean, do you get to actually feel kind of what he's doing to other people, or do you guys kind of tend to separate and, and go with some other guys? Uh, I, me and Jason wrestle a lot. Um, I'm not going to say I feel what he does to other people because I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> um, but, you know, he definitely has a lot of good stuff. So, actually, it's kind of funny. So, I don't know if you – I'm sure you remember that kind of like front flip roll thing he does whenever a guy shoots a double leg on yes. him. Yes. Yeah, he did it on like Bernstein from Navy. That's the oh, Matrix. Yeah. yeah. He invent he made that up when me and him were wrestling in a match at Virginia Beach in high school. Mm. Really? The, video, the video's on YouTube, yeah. Really? So you thought you had him, yeah, and but he, you didn't. Oh, uh, yeah. I got in a deep double when he just rolled out of it. Then he went out of bounds. Then he whispered. Hey, Chenzo in my ear, then he ran back to the center. No, he did. I was like, man. <laughs> no, he uh, yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, I swear he did. Yeah. That's dirty, man. <laughs> yeah. this is, this Who won that match? Um, you, know, you you don't really need to watch it. It's like, you know, it's, it's nothing like that cool or anything. Oh. So I didn't win. But. <laughs> <laughs> This is some of the best stuff ever. You know, this is actually a good segue into this next question, man. Um, one of the things from, you know, an outsider's perspective of watching the Penn State team and, and you guys is that you guys seem to all bring very different personalities to the sport. And you just always seem to be such a chill guy, I'm not only on the mat, but off the mat. Is this an act or is this your actual personality? And I'll, and I'll even make this two part. Um, one of the best things I ever read was your uh, your kind of your barstool sports, you know, the, the answers that you did to those 20 <laughs> questions. Um, is this really who you yeah. are? You seem like a like a fun, loving, going kind of guy, you know, easy, laid back, like to have a good time. I mean, I got I got asked this uh, the week before Nationals, I want to say. Like, so, like someone's like, yeah, you just see me you know, really laid back and – you know, just kind of like to have fun with it. And, I mean, I don't – if it wasn't that, I, I guess I'd be doing a pretty good job. But, uh, no, I mean, this is just kind of how I am. You know, I kind of just try to enjoy life and, uh, you know, just not take anything too, too seriously. That's awesome. I love that. Um, you know, and speaking of, like, you have such a uh, – you have a really fun style to watch wrestling – to watch, you know, wrestle. And I, I'll say this. I do think that sometimes your uh, conventional – wrestling your leg attacks defense and stuff is very underrated but you know we we obviously love the inside trips we love watching you go upper body on dudes where does this style come from um well so real quick i'll just say that i learned my inside trip from uh coach keith gavin who is a uh, pitts coach right now yeah, yeah. whenever i was a kid because uh, my coach growing up was sunny abe and him and uh, Keith were real tight, and he would always come in and do, like, clinics and stuff and help out whenever he could, and that's where I learned that from. So, And he just, like, I don't know if, how much you've ever watched him wrestle, but he has some really slick stuff. He pretty much, like, invented the unconventional. So he is amazing at that. And, you know, I, I have a few tricks and stuff, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, I, I know that my just – basic you know baseline defense you know just taking shots whatever like single legs is my best version of wrestling anyway and it and it probably yeah. is but i i mean lord yeah. lord does an inside trip look good and you actually hit it from double overs do, do you ever hit it from an under over like uh say dayton fix or somebody else or are you pretty much i'm going double overs and trying to wrap that leg 
Yeah, no, I, I can hit it from a lot of different places. You know, um, I, it's definitely easier to do from like an over-under situation instead of double over hooks. Right. It's uh, it's pretty tough to do from there, but if you get it, it looks pretty cool. So, <laughs> oh, I mean, it won you, it won you, uh, yeah. it won you a national title as a freshman when you when you hit it like on three dudes in a row. So, yeah, it did look pretty cool then. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I sure. mean, so speaking of right there, I mean, look, you've had such an impressive first three seasons of collegiate wrestling. I mean, let's face it, you shocked the country your freshman year. You followed it up by showing it was no fluke your sophomore year to become the first Penn State wrestler ever to win a title in their first two seasons. And then this year, obviously, you had another really impressive run this year, even though it didn't end the way you obviously wanted it to when it was all said and done. Have you taken some time lately to actually reflect back on your first three collegiate seasons? And and if so, could would you mind sharing a little bit on some some of your thoughts on that? I mean... You know, I I feel like I did you know very well past three years. Um, you know, I wouldn't really take anything back or change anything. But you know, I'm like like I I always say this, and you know, you're gonna anytime you talk to guys on my team, you'll hear us say this that we're pretty much you know we're just grateful you know to be able to go out there and do what we love. And I mean, for me, I try not to like kind of like dwell on the past and like you know think about what like I have done. It's kind of just like you know, now, like, we're on to the next thing, you know, we're wrestling freestyle now, we're getting ready for next year, so, I mean, yeah, like, I feel like I've done great the past few years, but right now, my head's at, like, you know, what I need to get better at for next year, so I can win another national title. Uh, Makes complete and total sense to me, Um, and, and, you know, look, obviously, we want to get into your current season that you just finished up a bit, but, uh, I would love to ask, actually, just kind of go back to that freshman season. Your victory over Isaiah Martinez um, that year in the finals will, in my mind, always go down as one of the most iconic moments in college wrestling. In fact, there's actually a picture um, of you know after the pin was called, you know, you you're kind of you know you're celebrating. You see the coaches and me and Ben, we're literally like in the front row or second row, right behind that. My hands on my forehead, like I couldn't believe what I just saw. Um, yeah, we got to witness that thing pretty much Matt's side. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I'm curious to know, you know, there was such a look of shock on your face after, you know, after that, that match. Um, and obviously there was just sheer excitement from your coaches. Were you surprised that you actually won that match that year? Or at least in that I fashion? was surprised. I was surprised by how well I wrestled. Because I was, I was extremely nervous and my game plan going to the match was like, you know, just go out and wrestle this guy tough and, you know, I'm going to give him a good match if I wrestle him tough. And that's what happened. It wasn't like, and it's not like I just like caught him or anything either. I was winning at the time too. And it was just, it was a really good match, you know, it could have gone either way. So, I mean, yeah, I was shocked, but it was just like, man, like, you know, I was like proud of myself that I, you know, was able to go out and do that. No, I think you bring up a great point. You were winning that match, and I think some people might forget that. Because I, I remember watching it, and I'm like, this dude's battling. Like, like I, I remember Imar just continually trying to bang underhooks, and I'm like, this is just not a good idea. Um, so I guess, you know, did it motivate you the following season um, that many people might have thought that was a fluke win, even though, you know, it wasn't? Um. I really try not to look into, you know, what 
you know, like media and what outside sources think. It's pretty much just like, you know, it's me, my teammates, my coaches, and, you know, that's what we think that matters. And, you know, uh, there's never going to be a time where, you know, I'm stepping on a wrestling mat thinking, like, I, you know, maybe I shouldn't win this match or something like that, or, like, I'm the underdog. You know, I always have to know in my mind that, you know, I'm just going to go out and, you know, give it, you know, my best effort and beyond that. So I don't really, like, look into it. Like, uh, like this is a, like, people think this is a fluke. I'm going to try to prove someone wrong because, you know, media and everything, they're always going to find something to, you know, nitpick about or whatever. And it doesn't really affect me. It doesn't really matter. So, um, no, <laughs> didn't really go into that match thinking, like, got to prove people wrong. I think that. It was a fluke last year. You know what I mean? No, that's fair point. I mean, completely fair point. Yeah. Um, I am curious. You know, I think you and Imar wrestled five times in college. You know, I think he got you he mm-hmm. was, uh, three and zero against you in the regular season and also the Big Ten tournament. But obviously, you were two and zero against him right. in the national finals. Um, what What was it about the NCAA finals in your mind that? That that you know that you defeated him twice, and I mean, and this, and let's be honest, it was in convincing fashion both times. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's just kind of how it worked. Um, I really don't know. Maybe we wrestled different. I know I wrestled a little different both years, you know, because typically, like during the season, I'd kind of like let him push me around a little bit when mm-hmm. wrestling. And, and nationals, I just kind of like went out and got him. Like, you know, I just went out and wrestled a little harder. So I'd say that's probably the difference. Just I wrestled harder and, you know, maybe kind of like, you know, maybe like the nerves got to him a little bit or something. And he wasn't really, you know, in like his full version of himself, I guess. You know, I think it's funny that you actually, you know, you brought that up as your last statement because I went back and we watched some of your matches that you wrestled with IMR and in some of those non NCAA finals matches, it seemed like maybe you were wrestling a little bit tight. And then obviously in the NCAA finals matches, it just appeared from our, obviously from our perspective that, that Martinez was definitely kind of wrestling tight, maybe, maybe a little too nervous, a little too much pressure on him. So it's interesting to hear you say that. Um, you know, it's actually funny. Uh, we had Imar on the podcast, I think. When was it? After after you beat him uh, the first time. And, and he was very complimentary towards you and um, kind of the way that you wrestled and and, and not only didn't back down, but, um, but, but kind of elevated your game. Do you feel like kind of in those finals matches that you, you elevated your game? You said that you, you were surprised about how well you wrestled, but is that a trend? That That's where you shine or – I mean, I guess I did uh, last year and the year before. Maybe not so much this year, but um, no. I mean, it's just like you know, there's when there's a guy like that, you want to beat him. And having a guy like Isaiah at my weight class the first two years was definitely the best thing for me. It just made me want to be better because he's like he he's incredible. He's really good, and I'm sure we're gonna wrestle again in freestyle, and there's gonna be some more great matches and. You know, just like me having him to wrestle and him having me just made us both better. And that's pretty much the way I look at it. And, and you know what? So. That, I, we can completely see that, and I'm sure he would agree as well. Um, so let's move on to this current season, Chenzo. Um, look, would you mind just maybe talking a little bit about your NCAA finals match with Makai Lewis? I mean, obviously, 
it didn't go your way. And besides the obvious, why do you think that you struggled in this match, unlike any time that we've seen you before um, in a match in general or even in, in, the, in the actual NCAA finals? Well, um, you know, kind of, you know, like what you said that um, Isaiah was saying about whenever he lost to me in the finals, I just like, you know, I really have nothing bad to say about uh, Makai Lewis. He, you know, wrestled an awesome tournament. He's a really good wrestler. He's a junior world champ, you know, and he's going to be great for the next three years. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to end up wrestling again. And, uh, you know, it's going to be some good matches. But, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I was prepared. I was ready to go. You know, I prepared the same way this year as I had the, as uh, I did the two previous years. And it just didn't go my way. You know, uh, slapped a cradle on me, and that was pretty much it. You know, he's really hard to score on, really strong, keeps good position, really fast. If you, you know, kind of, like, make a mistake or, like, overextend yourself, he's going to – he has really good reattack, so – you know, I was pretty much ready for that stuff. And then uh, whenever whenever he uh, got that cradle, I kind of, I do that a lot. I kind of like put my head close to my knee whenever I'm standing up. Right. Kind of like bait guys to look for a cradle. Because, like, you know, usually they cradle me there. I'm strong enough. I'm going to break the lock when I'm getting out. But that dude was strong. <laughs> got his hands locked. So, you know, hats off to him. Yeah, and I think I think it's funny. We were listening to his uh, maybe his post match press conference, and he talked about that he noticed that you and and Marinelli actually kind of had the same type of stand up, and he had felt it on Marinelli yeah. in, in his match with him, and then he thought that he could get it on you in in the finals match. So that's some great perspective there. I mean, obviously, this probably goes without saying, but are you excited to get a rematch? Um, I mean, not not really in that sense. You know, I'd like to wrestle him again just because, you know, he's a good wrestler. I like wrestling good wrestlers. But, like, revenge or anything, like, no, like, you know, it's, what's done is done. I don't, I'm not really, like, uh, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong to me. So, you know, I have, you know, just only respect. You, you know, this podcast would go a lot better if you had some really bad things to say about him, Chenzo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure people would like to hear that, but, you know, I'm just like, I have nothing bad to say about no. him. That's just, you know, he seems like a great guy. You know, I'm uh, I'm pretty good friends with uh, the old guy I wrestled in the semis last year from Virginia Tech, Dave McFadden. Yeah. And, like, I like, I talked to him afterwards. I was like, hey, man, I was like, tell Makai congratulations. You know, he wrestled awesome. So that's pretty much it. You <laughs> um, look forward to wrestling him again? I'm sure, yeah, it's going to be great. But, you know, like in a revenge sense, like, no, I'm just – they're looking forward to a good match. Well, I can tell you one thing: we're 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 looking forward to it. I mean, you know, yeah, I, sure. I think I think it's kind of like a a, a new rivalry, right? I, you know, not to, you know, I mean, not to like kind of bring this up, but I mean, it's kind of it, it was strange, I guess, at least that hey, Imar wins two titles and then you stop him, you win two titles and then Makai wins one and you've got another chance at him. It, it, it's kind of interesting. The, the flow of that did you if you thought about that at all and I, I mean I know it's kind of silly it's more of a fan thing for us to talk about but yeah I mean I uh I don't want to think about it that way right, for right. Reasons. so uh you know I mean like I said he's awesome but you know we have so many other good guys in those like in our weight class like I yes still, I'm on the team against Alex Marinelli so you know, that's another guy I'm going to have to beat next year if I want to 
be a national champ. So yeah. I just got to, you know, take it one guy at a time. Not really look on focus on only one person. You know what? It's first of all, thank you for the candidness to those answers. I mean, I think that's some really good stuff. And uh, it obviously shows your the level of respect that you have for your opponents is phenomenal. And I think sometimes that one thing that media and fans forget is that at the end of the day, you guys, you know, you guys may be opponents to each other, but off the mat, you guys have probably known each other for a lot of time, trained together. So uh, um, we, we really do appreciate that. Um, you know, it's funny you brought up Alex Marinelli, and that was actually kind of next on the list. We've we, we've talked about Imar a little bit. I think in your three years of college wrestling, I think you only have eight losses, and out of those eight, three came to Imar, and two have come for, to, to Marinelli. Um, what is it about Marinelli that that has kind of caused you to struggle a little bit against him? Um, he's really aggressive, really strong. Hand fights really hard. You know, I kind of like to, like, I mean, I can go in and, like, you know, kind of, like, uh, mix it up a little bit, hand fight hard and stuff, but it's not really my go-to style, right. per se. So, it's just kind of, like, like he's kind of just in my face, like, all the time. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, I do struggle with that a little bit, and he knows that. So, I'm sure whenever, every time we've wrestled, he's, you know, done that. And, you know, he's a strong guy, and I kind of let guys get in, you know, weird positions, me body lock, stuff like that, because I can usually I have a really good feel in those positions and end up on top. But you know, unfortunately, both times we wrestled, we've got in like a body lock type position, and I have not ended up on top. <laughs> right. So, you know, maybe 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 next time <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. So so uh, kind of a nerdy technical question here. When do you realize in that exchange that? uh-oh, this isn't going my way. Because both times um, you've had that, it's been like, Brandon and I are both watching, we're like, all right, who's going to end up on top here? Yeah, um, I would say like both times. Well, the first time when we wrestled at Bryce Jordan Center, as soon as I stepped in to go like hook the leg, I slipped. And then I just fell straight to my back. And I was just like, oh man, like I'm going down kind of type of thing. <laughs> and then... And then at uh, Big Tens this year, I kind of had, like, a weird, like, wrap around his arm. Yeah, and I kind of yeah. tried to, like, elevate him back over to the, like, to my right. And he was just, he was just too strong for it. So, like, that's what pretty much happened this year. He just, like, I, I really, someone who wasn't that strong, I probably would have got that. I hit that on guys in practice all the time. Weirdly enough, from that weird body lock position where the like, hands kind of on the side, I, like, reach over. Right and kind of, like, elevate their leg over to the right. I almost had it, actually, but I was, like, a I would few agree. inches away from it. But he, but he was just way too strong for it, so that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously – we've watched you a lot, and, I mean, it's it's rare that we see you end up in those disadvantageous positions off of those types of situations because we're so accustomed to seeing you kind of own guys in those situations – um, so that's that's really interesting to hear from you. All right, so I, this next question is probably you know a little selfishly you know, for selfish reasons for my part, but um, I have always been you know a huge fan of watching you wrestle. I've always been a huge fan of watching Chance Marsteller wrestle, and I really really enjoyed your guys' match this year at the Southern Scuffle. Very exciting match. I mean, obviously yeah. you ultimately prevailed six to five. Can you just kind of give the listeners maybe a little bit of insight on what it's like to rans- uh, to, to wrestle Chance? All right, so um, 
The first thing I thought of after that match, I have no chance for an extremely long time. We didn't get, like, you know, on dual teams together and stuff since we were, like, you know, little kids. Except he was always way bigger than me. Uh-huh. You know, I'd be wrestling, like, I'd be wrestling, like, 85 pounds, and he'd be wrestling, like, 140. Like, stuff like that. And I remember it was, um, I think we were in eighth grade, or I was in eighth grade, he moved in ninth grade, or I was in seventh grade, he was in eighth grade, something like that. And he's like, he's wrestling, and my dad goes to me, he goes, you're going to beat that guy one day. Oh. And I was like, dude, you're crazy. Wow. Like, you're like, first of all, he's he's way better than himself. That's Chance Marsteller, man. I was like, you're out of your mind. But then, like, you know, I remembered that before I wrestled him, and then, you know, it was, it was a really good match. He told me after NTAs that I broke his septum during the match. So, Wait, I apologize well, you broke for that chance. But you broke his what? His, uh, his septum. His septum. Really? What the hell is that? That's your nose. Yeah. It's in your nose, oh. Ben. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, whenever I had his leg in here, he went to dive over underneath, and I dropped my knees on him, and I hit him right in the nose and broke his septum. But did you apologize? <laughs> yeah, of course I did. I felt, I felt really bad. It sounds painful. Um, hey, listen along these, yeah. uh, along the lines of chance, man. And I, it's, I, I kind of had a feeling that you guys have known each other for a long time, both being Pennsylvania guys. Um, what what do you think of his? Obviously, everybody knows that he faced a lot of adversity, overcame a lot of, a lot of adversity. Um, what do you think of that in general? And you know. For us, it's been amazing to see Chance go from what he did in high school. He obviously went to Oklahoma State, had his struggles, went to Lock Haven, had some some major struggles in the beginning, but seemed to have overcome all of that to become a family man, you know, a multiple time All American, and really kind of go out on a high note. Um, what do you think of that in general? Just having known him for such a long time, I was I was really happy for him. I mean, he's he's a good guy. And, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, kind of makes mistakes and messes up. And, you know, I was really happy he kind of got another chance at Lock Haven. And he definitely, you know, made, uh, like, he definitely made the most of it. And, uh, you know, like, like I said, it was actually hard for me to wrestle that match because I was like, you know, that was a guy that like, I looked up to forever wrestling, which I'm sure all of, you know, Pennsylvania wrestling did. Because he was just, like, he was a legend. And, like I said, really good guy. Known him for a long time, so I just I was rooting for him the whole time, and uh, now I'm happy for him. Yeah, that's great to hear, man. I kind of had a feeling that was the case, and selfishly, that was one match that I really wanted to see take place again at the national tournament. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. But you, that was such a great match between the two of you at the scuffle. Uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts on yeah. that for us. Yeah, right. of course. I mean, I would have liked to wrestle him, but you know. <laughs> right, right. Ended up not. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you made the finals, so. All right, so conti- yeah, yeah. continuing talking to kind of about some, about some other guys, uh, who's the one guy you kind of always look forward to wrestling against? Maybe it's because you know it's going to be a tough match or maybe because uh, you've consistently dominated them and you're looking forward to doing it again. Is, is there one guy? Because we've got a couple in our mind. Well, uh, I want to hear what you think. I, I, the first one, I, mean, I'll, I'll, I know he doesn't want to I'll continue speak, to wrestle uh, well, Isaiah White. Well, no, I, I love when you watch when you wrestle Logan Massa because I think you've owned Logan I, Massa. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and from my perspective, he's one guy that just from watching the matches, like it seems to me like you take great joy in 
at the end of that match after you've either pinned him, majored him, or whatever it's been. But I think you're like what, maybe four, five, six, and zero against him in college. <laughs> ben, who, yeah, would, you, who would you say like that? <laughs> no, you, you got to stop beating that dude up, dude. Give him a break. Give him a break. <laughs> Um, no, I know. I mean, we watch these matches with Isaiah White, and oh my goodness, what what does he do, man? I mean, what does he do to keep you from scoring until overtime? He's he's just good. He's just good. That's really it. I mean, that's what it comes down hey, to. Uh, Vincenzo, like, hold on, but I think we've uh, it, we lost you a little bit on the sound. Okay. Um, can you hear me now? Give us one second. Hold on. Give us one second, oh. but it's uh, it's very quiet. Okay. All right. Sorry about that, Vincenzo, man. I think the, I, I actually had an issue with my headset there, but Ben had asked you a question about Isaiah White and maybe kind of what's, what's, a, what's it like wrestling him, you know, from a frustrating standpoint? Um, I mean, like I just said, you know, he, he's just good. He's a good wrestler. He's fast. He can score. Um, it's kind of like the same thing with Makai, you know, if you kind of – Overextend yourself, he's going to take you down with a reattack. You know, he's really fast, strong guy. So you kind of just got to pick your spots. And, you know, sometimes you just got to grind out a close match. And I mean, that's what it's pretty much been every time. And uh, in high school, he wrestled twice and he beat me both times. So I guess it's kind of like on the back of my mind whenever yeah. I get in those matches. But, you know, I mean, you're not going to be able to take everyone down five, six times. Sometimes you got to just do it once or maybe not at all when on the mat. But, they're good matches, so I really can't complain. Yeah, they have been. You know, they have been really good matches. So going back to that original question, obviously we've kind of said who we thought you might look forward to to wrestling, but in your mind, who is that? Is there an opponent that you really look forward to wrestling? Um, I wouldn't say so. I mean, uh, I mean, like you guys said about Logan, it's just kind of funny. Like they're always really tight matches, and he, you know, he he's a good guy. But whenever we get on the mat, he gets so aggressive. And he just he's so he's just a competitor. So it's just kind of like it's just kind of funny to me. Like sometimes, like how like much like we kind of like get into it whenever we're wrestling. But you know, it's just like on the mat, it's one thing. Off the mat, it's different. You know, it's like uh, I guess I look forward to those matches. But there's really no one specifically I do look forward to wrestling. Um, one thing is that me and Evan Wick have never wrestled, so true. That's right. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen next year at some point. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, a lot of people were a lot of people on the uh, you know kind of in the media and stuff were speculating about that Evan Wick match, saying, "Hey, he might present a problem to Vincenzo from top, but hey, Vincenzo's really never been ridden." How do you think that match is going to go? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I really <laughs> not really one to make predictions about myself, so. No, that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, guess we'll see next year. We probably shouldn't put you on the spot like that anyway. So um, <laughs> that's Brandon uh, telling me to stop asking dumb questions. Yeah, that's basically what. It's that okay. Is. I'm I'm good at answering around those. So I mean, <laughs> I've noticed. Free. I mean, I probably won't answer the question directly. So <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you guys have been uh, coached very well at Penn State. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. All joking aside, getting back to some seriousness here, man. Look, you've won two national titles. You've got another NCAA runner-up finish on your resume. But, I mean, you've yet to win a Big Ten title. With one season left, how important is that for you? I'm going to be honest, it really isn't. You know, I, I hope I win, but like the goal is to win nationals. It's like 
if I lose at Big Tens, will I be bummed out? Like, yeah, for sure. Like, I was pretty upset this year whenever I didn't win that match. I would like to win, but it's not the end of the world if I don't. And you know what? I probably wouldn't have expected any other answer from you because if there's one thing that you guys have shown the last few years, it's that um, you guys really show up to wrestle at the national championships, man. And you can tell that's what the most important thing is. Yeah. So what are your plans for the off season? You going to compete at all? Um, I, I don't think so. I'm not fully decided yet. Um, I just feel like if I wrestle this off season, then I have to go into next year wrestling a college schedule while trying to make the team for 2020. It's just going to be a lot. So I think I might give myself a little bit of a break and kind of like hit it hard going into next season. But you know, we'll see. I mean, maybe I'll wrestle U twenty threes or something. Yeah, I honestly doubt it, but we'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of next season, one sixty five, right? I mean, that that's a pretty comfortable weight for you. Yeah, I mean, I was actually uh, considering going down, but I think I'm going to stay up to sixty five. You thought about going down to fifty seven potentially? I was I was thinking about it, but you know, probably. Probably not. Probably just going to stay out that, that way. I'm uh, comfortable, you know, making 74 kilos while wrestling 165. It's kind of it's only a two-pound difference. So, All right. All right. Makes sense. Yeah, just stay here. All yeah. right. So, you know, we don't ever want to keep – you know, we don't want to keep people on longer than, than the time that you have to spare. So we're going to wrap things up here in a bit. But let's let's wrap things up with a little bit of fun here. Um, you strike me as a guy who likes right. to chow down yeah, on some I good like food, that. man. Uh, you like good food, right? Oh yeah, I love good food. So I gotta, I gotta know what's your go-to favorite food. food in the off season. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, whenever I'm at home, pretty much whenever my mom makes, she's an awesome cook. So, like my everyone in my family can cook really, really well, and it's way better than pretty much anything you can find in a restaurant. But I mean, if it's food, I, like isn't good for you i typically like it a lot oh yeah same here if that, if that makes sense i mean it's kind of a bummer state college doesn't have any good pizza so i what? love pizza oh pizza's but, phenomenal yeah and it's just i mean i guess it's a good thing for me that they don't have any good pizza here the best place <laughs> is Domino's. so so ooh. So I gotta, I, I gotta ask. I remember you yeah. on your on on the the questions and answers that you did for Barstool Sports. You said that you guys always find the best meatball sub place on Yelp and order. Was that true? Uh, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Um, our director of ops, Adam Lynch, he always, you know, makes sure he does some research beforehand, and we get uh we get meatball subs. You know, oh, wherever man. like the best rated places are, we awesome. go from there, and we've. We've had some pretty good subs, so I can't complain. Love it. All right, so I got to yeah. know, man, who is the one guy on the Penn State team that just drives you nuts? Drives me nuts in what way? Like, anyway, like, you pick it, man. You pick it, man. Maybe it's the one guy that you just want to uh-huh. slap on a daily basis or you just want to slap double legs and inside trips on a daily basis or the guy that just drives you nuts. Uh-huh. I Going back to that Barstool Sports article, I mean, I know you said that Mark Hall was, like, the most obnoxiously slow eater ever. So don't use that answer. But, yeah. like, who's the one guy? I mean, obviously you guys are tight-knit. You guys respect each other, love each other as teammates and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But who's that one guy when you're like, dude, I just want to smack you right now? Um. 
Oh, this is really tough. I'd have to go with Jared McLaren. Oh, yeah? He just... Yeah, I don't know if you saw his little April Fool's joke. I but did. He said he, was like, he said he was, like, quitting school, which is, like, something that he would say, like, not on April Fool's Day. Yeah, people right? bought that. People yeah. bought that, man. He would... No, he would say that just, like, on a normal day just to, like, get a stir out of people just because that's how he is. I mean, I think he's absolutely hilarious, but sometimes just, like, man, like, Virk, like, you really don't need to like make stuff up for no reason at all sometimes hey. so i i super clarin i mean he's you know he he just likes to mess around and have fun but it's be a little bit too much sometimes yeah hey, hey what's he gonna eat me a 49 pounder next year uh yeah he'll be 49 yeah you know what i mean that dude's a good wrestler all right Let's, oh, yeah. let's talk about another good wrestler on your team um this dude he didn't come out of nowhere but uh you know, Kassar, right? Uh, so yeah. we're, we could talk about wrestling, but let's be honest, that dude, <laughs> he, he's pretty well, built, yeah, put I, together as well. Hey. Oh, yeah. Better. Uh, handsome. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What's his future in wrestling or modeling? Because, you know, we saw what Flo just put out. Hey, he's going to go. Uh, he's looking for 2020. But, you know, I, I don't want him to get too messed up in the face and not be able to model afterwards. I um I didn't know that Flo said he was wrestling twenty twenty. That's actually uh, news to me. Um, I thought he was going right to Calvin Klein or whatever, whenever he's done. But um, you know, if if that was me, I'd probably be out modeling somewhere, making a lot of money. It's so but, funny you said that because I'm sitting here. They, they, yeah, Flo put out this picture. It was like a side by pick of him and Kyle Snyder. And I was gonna say, is he more Kyle Snyder? Is he more Calvin Klein? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest though. That matchup, I might be picking Kassar right now. Oh, he's that good, Chenzo. I mean, we know he's good, but you're picking him over the three time champ, four time world finalist, Olympic finalist. I'm just you're calling just it right saying, now. I have. I mean. I don't I don't know. That's a really tough call. I mean, Kassar's my teammate, man. That's that's my guy. I mean, I love Kyle Snyder. He is one he is one of the best wrestlers in the world, pound for pound, hands down. And, you know, just like like I've known him since I was a kid too. And like uh that that's a tough one. It's gonna be it would be an extremely good match. So, so basically I'm gonna reiterate or kind of like uh say what you just said. So basically your hatred for the Buckeyes runs that deep. <laughs> I don't have hatred. I don't have hatred for the Buckeyes. I actually am probably friends with more guys on that team than any other team. That's probably why they're more fun to beat than anyone else. Oh, <laughs> but, love it, love it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, all seriousness aside, though, man, or all joking aside, like I actually, I, I can see where you're coming from. I think, I think Kassar has been such an underrated wrestler because this was his first year as a full time st- starter. But what he did this year, especially yeah. in that two hundred and eighty five pound weight class, was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. So I would love to actually well, I mean, see that beat, match. He beat Gable twice, right? He did not just once, but twice. And everyone knows how good Gable is. One hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So, who's got the best hair on the team? I mean, we were just talking about him. <laughs> not Bo Nickel, man. Come on now, that blue hair looking look good. Oh no, I'm absolutely not. <laughs> no way. Did he let you guys know My he was whole... going to do this, or did he just walk in one day with the blue hair? I think I don't think he did it on purpose. I think it was an accident. Like I think um, I was kind of beating him up too much in practice and kind of rubbing his head on the mat, 
and some of the blue just got in his hair. And that's, I mean, that's that's how it got blue from I love it. All right, so who on the team so, is known as the ladies' man? Oh, um, well, I mean, we got a few. I don't, I don't know if I can get into that right now, but it's it's not I'll Vincenzo. Just, uh, well, I mean, cle- clearly it is, but we're just gonna skip me. Um, <laughs> okay. Probably, probably Shakur. Okay. Oh, Sugar right. Shack. Sugar Shack got in the ladies. Shakur. Shakur. All right, Shakur. Shakur is great with the ladies. Um, you know, <laughs> like I said, Anthony clearly. Um, my one roommate's pretty good with the girls, but I won't give him credit because he's kind of a bum. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're just gonna skip. We're just gonna skip right over him. And like, I'll probably like go. Uh, I'll, I'll probably go with Roman. No, I'll be wise. Yeah, I like that. The, you know, the smaller guys. Yeah. Get, they still get them ladies. Yeah, you gotta get, you gotta give them a little credit. Yeah. Yeah, I was a twenty-five pounder in college, so I like when they, uh, you know, when the smaller guys get some get some love. Yeah. Well, I'm not going all the way down twenty-five. That's a little too small. <laughs> no, it's Roman. Bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll put Roman in the mix. All right. All right. Sure. So uh, your teammate Nickel won the Hodge. Was that the correct choice, mm-hmm. or should it have been should it have been the co-Hodge with him and Nolf? Uh, either I think I think Kohaj is kind of weird. All right, talk but, to us about it. Like you couldn't, like you couldn't go wrong with either one of those two. I mean, it's it's an award for one person, right? I mean, you don't have two guys win a tournament. You, know, you have one guy win a tournament, then one guy comes in second. It's pretty much how everything is. It's like a competition. There's really no tie for first. It could be ties for second, but. I feel like for an award like that, you don't see two Heisman Trophy winners for a year. Like they don't split the Heisman. So, so was Nickel the correct choice? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it could have gone to him or Jason. Either one would have been fine. I mean, it's like the fact that Jason Olf had like just ended his career without a Hodge Trophy is amazing, though. It's almost criminal. That's like how That's shocking. Yeah. No, I, I we we both agree with you. We, you know, I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't vote for a co-hodge. Now I don't have a vote. All right, another question for you. Kale keeps it pretty straight faced in the public with the media. What's he's what is he like behind closed doors with the team? Uh, he he's an awesome guy. You know, he'll, he'll joke around with you and stuff. I mean, he needs to you know put the game face on. He puts the game face on. But you know he's just he's just an awesome guy, like pretty much in every aspect of it. You know, just like you know, if I need someone to talk to, he's there for me. You know, just like keep the you know keep the mood light whenever we're kind of like you know getting serious a little bit, like before nationals, guys are getting nervous, and then like he gives us a little pep talk, and it's just, he's just joking around the whole time. It's kind of funny, kind of keep us loose. So, I mean, he's he's just a man. There aren't enough good things I can say about him. Yeah, and it's so obvious too, man. I mean, it's just so obvious that what we see in the media or from a fan's perspective is just um, obviously that's him protecting the team. But whatever he's doing, he's doing the right thing. All right, uh, Vincenzo, man, we we've had you on you know much longer than we thought. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this with two <laughs> questions, okay? Um, one, All right. just having fun again. I and I gotta bring this up. All right, so when Keaton Subject dropped you on your head a couple of times in your second <laughs> collegiate duel ever. What oh, went man. through your head? What went through your head aside from maybe a few stars and a little bit of a headache? 
I was like, my first thought was, man, I was, I am not ready for college wrestling. <laughs> Thank God. I was like, I'm not ready because I was, the coaches were considering pulling my red shirt the year before that. And I was just like, thank God I didn't get my red shirt pulled because I am still not ready. And then I drew him first round at nationals that year, and I my heart kind of dropped a little bit. Yeah, you got him. But Definitely got him. But, yeah, it was it was pretty close, though. But that dude, was he was strong, man. That was a man. <laughs> I was like a little, I was like a little kid, and he was just like grown man, like extremely hairy chest, just dropping me <laughs> on my head. And man. you know what? It worked. It worked out for you, though. Yeah, I'd say so. All right, my man. Last question for you. So, and yeah. this is this final question goes out to all of our fellow Penn State wrestling fan listeners. Um, we have to know how much joy do you and the Penn State team and coaching staff really get? and just completely beating up on Ohio State. Oh, man, it's it, it's so much fun. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it's just like <laughs> – like so this year this year was great because, like, um, we were, like, looking at it and we're like, oh, man, this might actually be, like, end up being a close match. And then <laughs> Roman, Nick Lee, like, started off yep. just, like, kicking butt. And we were like, all right, we're like, this is in the bag. And uh, – the year before that, whenever we um, won, whenever Kasarby at Rec Moore. Hall, yeah, that was yeah. Whenever Kasar beat Moore, that was the coolest sporting event I've ever been at in my entire life. Oh, like just when like Kyle Snyder down, was like, bringing hell. Oh come on! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, he did. I mean, good for him. But you know, um, that like I said, that was the coolest sporting event ever. Just because the atmosphere of Rec Hall combined with like how we won that match because we were we were losing by like a good margin and then we just came out we just came out hot in the second half um like i got a major mark won, bo got right. a major and then kasar won the nevels took snyder down a few times yep and like it was awesome like it was definitely like that that's why we wrestle for you know moments like that just like it's just so much fun, especially like being on our team, you know, with our guys, just like what we're able to do, like no. being Ohio state that year was one of the, you know, biggest accomplishments, like best things that I've experienced in my wrestling career. And you know what? I mean, as, as outsiders looking in, we, we can completely understand that. And from a fan's perspective, I mean, regardless of who won or lost that dual match two years ago, it was one of the best dual wrestling matches that we've probably seen in the last, you know, five, ten years. It was such a great spectacle for people to see. Um, and everything that you've just kind of said there, it, you can, it really kind of, um, it, it really shows that you guys have a close team. You guys are really enjoying what you do. You guys rise to the occasion. And, uh, I mean, it, I got to admit, it's, 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 it's fun to watch you guys wrestle. It is very refreshing to watch you guys wrestle. Does it get tired of seeing the same old Penn State team win all the time? Eh, maybe, but it's extremely refreshing to watch you guys wrestle and just put it all out there and, and really just let it fly, man. It's, it's fun. Yeah, appreciate that. All right, so, Vincenzo, that's all we got for you today, man. Um, again, I apologize if we kept you on a little longer than we thought. Um, this has been a phenomenal, phenomenal time talking to you, and I really think our listeners, especially our Penn State wrestling fan listeners, are going to enjoy this. Um, do you have any final thoughts or words that you'd like to put out there? Uh, no, just thanks for having me on, guys. I uh, appreciate it. And, uh, 
already excited for next year. All right. Well, we wish you the best of luck this off season and whatever freestyle wrestling you decide to do. Um, we wish you the best of luck next year. We look forward to watching you wrestle and uh, hopefully uh, maybe get back on the uh, on that podium for your third national championship. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much.